This is Sage Talking. If your brain is ready to soak up some natural, informative, and no BS knowledge, then you're in the right place. Join me in talks about nature, people, health, sustainable businesses, and everything in between. You won't miss out on the occasional politics and interviews with ecopreneurs either. P.S. I want to know what you want to know. So send in questions or topic requests on my IG at thrive underscore by nature. Hey, and thank you for being here. Hello everybody, in this episode I'm talking to Gunther Greiner who is the Head of Investments and Portfolio Management at WeWin Sustainable Investments. He tells me about sustainable investments, green equities and also which positive changes are happening in the investment management industry right now. Also stay tuned at the end for this week's shout out. Enjoy! Mr. Greiner, um, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Um, now, first of all, um, would you like to explain to everybody who is listening and um, what it is that you do and why you began um, focusing more on green investing? Yes, hello, Stella. Um, nice uh, to be here in your podcast. Um, I'm a portfolio manager of a completely no compromise green equity fund, and uh, we are investing in green equities all over the world and what exactly um does that mean for people who have no idea about it what does green equities exactly mean if you look look at the 17 un sdg goals you can see that there are different sectors where the un says um, that development in these sectors is paramount for a sustainable development of the society and of the world. There are sectors like renewable energies, for example. You can find those sectors under the climate goals. And there are sectors like clean water um, and, and stuff like that. And also like, like health and good well-being. So these are also the basis for our investment decisions. So all the companies we invest into, we require them to base their business model on at least one of those 17 UN SDG goals. Mm -hmm. Okay. And why? Because I mean, many people try to make their everyday lives as sustainable as possible. They maybe try out different swaps, try to reduce their emissions and so on. But I mean, investing in this world is a really big deal and it kind of um, can can shift and change a lot of things on a much higher level, level than the individual can kind of impact. And so why is in this grand scale making green investments and focusing largely on that so important and what are some uh, other examples for green investments yeah it's it's so important because i assume that the impact you have by your personal finances and your personal savings over your lifespan are at least as big as the whole consumption decisions you make why is that? Just imagine um, you found an enterprise and what you need next is finance. No finance, no enterprise. So if we as the people who allocate the finances to different sectors and companies decide to invest in bad companies, in coal companies, for example, then those companies can thrive. 
But if we decide to not give them the money, but to give green enterprises the money, those enterprises will thrive. So mm -hmm. it's not only for a company, it's not only important that the customers demand their products, but it's also important how they can be financed. And by those decisions, we have a very big impact on the whole industry. Mm -hmm. And what are some what are some green investments or uh, that you can invest in that are currently maybe very popular or very interesting? Okay, the, they are probably the uh, the ideas that that most people will come up when you talk about green investment. That's mainly renewable energies like like wind or solar power or batteries. But there are also very interesting uh, companies in the field of, for example, bio supermarkets electric vehicles or some water technology um, shares um, that develop different technologies to uh, filtrate water and provide uh, pure drinking water. So mm -hmm. they are actually the, the investment universe is especially in that area we invest into is very wide and big. Mm -hmm. And do Right now, do the largest investor um, slash asset owners, do they have a policy in relation to green investments? And is that disclosed in their annual report right now? Yeah, so this, this is actually a very good question because due to regulation, like regulation pressure and um, I would also say pressure from the street, all the big money management companies have now policies in regards to ESG and SRI in place. So everybody has a policy, but very often, unfortunately, the reports on these policies are much more green than the actual actions. So, so you could say also a form of greenwashing then. Yeah, I mean, the let's say the, the way to greenwashing is, is a short one from this point of view. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to say that, that all the companies are doing greenwashing, um, but there is a lot of greenwashing still going on. In general terms, I would say every little step in a green direction is a right step, but I would differentiate because I wouldn't call a, a fund, a green fund, only because the money manager considers some ESG and some SRI things. So a green mm -hmm. fund should really be green. And, and that's the major problem I see in regards to greenwashing. Yeah. And these talking about the ESG guidelines, um, who actually defines those? And in your opinion, are they strict um, and specific enough? Yeah, this, this is... Uh, let's say work in progress. So when we set up the fund, we decided that there is nothing out there that is green enough for us and for our customers that would be a good concept. So that's why we built this new fund and we built the whole theory and investment process behind it because there was nothing out that was green enough for us. Um, and at the moment, there there are some developments that there is pressure from customers and from the street, from the financial watchdog. And together with a money manager, there is a process going on where they kind of define what is green investments. And unfortunately, at most times, 
you rely on external rating agencies mm-hmm. and those rating agencies are they're only little they are only a number of four to five and they concentrate mostly, mostly on the large caps, on the big stocks, on the big companies. And those big companies are mainly tech companies or uh, big, big companies that have a wide assortment of different, uh, of different branches. And those are not the companies that are really on the forefront of green investments and green development. Mm-hmm. Those are the, the big companies you know from from your daily shopping life, and uh, yeah, they they all claim to be green or doing something green, but the green change is not really inherited in their DNA. Yeah, and but I I also assume that investors that even the ones that have the strictest green investment policies, they are still of course investing in polluters and and why i mean for a regular person who would just say okay we could just divert all this money from anything that is not green um, and just put it into anything that is green to change like this entire system around but why um is there still being invested much more into the polluters and in non-green um solutions than into green solutions yeah i i believe there are two problems First of all, most investors are used to invest close to a benchmark. That means that they expect that the money manager invests very near to a prominent uh, stock market index like the German DAX index or uh, the S&P 500 in the US. So Mm -hmm. if the money manager goes away from that benchmark and deviates from that, um, that's that's not really known and that's not really how business has been in the last 20 to 30 years. Just the contrary, um, you probably heard also about this index investments and ETFs. And this is that you replicate the index more or less by 100%. And, and that is the basis where most investors are coming from. So even if the money manager says, um, I want to be completely green, he has to talk with his customers before he makes mm-hmm. any changes. So it's it's a process that's not so easy. And the other, on the other hand, I think the problem is that most money managers don't have the eternal know-how what really is ESG, what really is green, how really um, look at those companies and how really do the research. So mm-hmm. we are a little bit lucky in this way because uh, I work for a company that only does green investments that means that we don't have to convince our customers to invest green. They, they are used to that. They expect that from that. So we can do that already. We can concentrate in 100% green. And I work with a team of a lot of people who come from this field and who have the knowledge both on financial markets and also from this whole ESG and SRI process. So yeah. that that's, that's makes it much more easier for us com- compared to other big companies. Mm-hmm. And do investors actually also consider um, a country's sustainable policies in addition to companies' policies? Yeah, this is again a very good question because actually investors try to do this, but it's even more hard to tell what is a, a green country compared to a green company. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, what, what are you looking at? If you look at ESG, ES environment, 
So what could be the first E? It could be like, what's the energy mix of that country? Um, the second S is social. So um, how is the distribution of, for example, women uh, in uh, leading positions in companies or in politics or so far? Um, or how is the Gini coefficient in, coefficient in a country? And, and governance is, is then also um, how is the legal system and stuff like that. So this is really, really complex. For example, if you look at the recent um, disputes um, about forced labor in some countries and so far, uh, I mean, this is really things you have to seriously look on. Um, but at the moment, I think there is still uh, most work to be done. So people try to consider this but at the moment, I, I really think this is a really open field at the moment. Mm -hmm. And because I recently read an article in, in the Focus magazine, also in preparation for this interview, and it said that investing in a way that aligns with the ESG guidelines is being requested more and more. What do you think or what can you see um, that were some of the main reasons for that right now? Yeah, um, I think it's really comes back at least to Greta. You know, from Greta, there went the pressure from the street and, and people are demanding it. And then um, also the, the bosses of the big companies kind of woke up and said, okay, we have a, a problem here. Customers are demanding it. So that was the second thing. And then also the legislator, like the European Union demanded it. For example, if you are now a financial counselor, since a few weeks ago, you are forced to ask people if they want to buy any financial product, if they want to have you considering green investments or not. Oh, wow. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and by actions like this, of course, it, it, it has, people have to, to think about it. And uh, also the, the financial agents, they are required to have some of those products in their offering. So um, the whole financial industry has to take care of this whole problem of this whole ESG and SRI investment stuff. And yeah, I mean, if, but at least I would say it all goes back to Greta. Mm -hmm. And because we also talked about greenwashing before quickly, how can you actually spot greenwashing in like the investment universe? And do you see it? I mean, you said you see it often, but what are some of the, some of the main things that you can maybe look out for so you can spot greenwashing a little quicker? Yeah, unfortunately, you are very, very right. Um, there's still a lot of greenwashing. And unfortunately, there is no easy way to spot it. Um, but if you take some time, you can spot it. What can you do? You really have to look into what the bank or the asset manager is doing with your money. In regards to investment funds, you can do this if you look in the annual reports. In the annual report, every single stock position has to be declared. And so you see all the company names your fund manager invested into. And then you can just look them up in the internet and decide for yourself if you believe that's green or not. Mm -hmm. And very often you find big consumer good companies or big IT companies where people say, okay, maybe they don't um, 
they are not in fossil fuels or what or, or in, in uh, tar sands or other really bad stuff that's obvious but what does a big IT giant really do good for the world only because they use green energy or only because they have a recycling policy with their employees is that really a company that that helps us to move to a greener world and 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 that's exactly the problem and and that's why we don't invest in those big companies for example we invest in small caps worldwide that are pure place focused on those green things yeah and, and that's probably the difference and uh, and also if you are a customer of a bank or an investment fund and you see some problems just talk to your fund manager talk to the people there and make them aware i think it's a learning process uh, where also you as a customer can have major influence that everybody really turns green mm -hmm. okay that's very interesting and what do you think um, needs to be done to make green investing more interesting and profitable in order to also establish this as a new norm? Yeah. Um, so actually, this is a, a, a really good question. I think podcasts like you are very, very helpful in this instance. I think the press in general also uh, made people aware of the things. And I think we are moving in the right direction. So every single podcast more about this uh, ESG investment um, things and every single uh, printed paper article more helps and makes people more aware and puts more pressure on those people selling those products that they uh, offer green products. And at the end, this will help um, People like me, you are focused on those uh, green investments entirely um, to get access to customers. So I think what you are doing is, is exactly the right thing. Thank you. Um, but what you said before also was very interesting because you said it's also the, the customer that pushes this and just the general awareness. And if, if, for example, let's say because in the last couple of years it has really picked up with protests and everything like that with Fridays for Future and other different protests, does that actually directly affect different markets and the way that just investing is directed in, into different directions all these things also that maybe some people think okay we're protesting here it'll get some media coverage but it's not really doing as much is it actually doing more than some people realize yeah so th this is this is more uh, a question i have to answer from my let's say not from my professional mind but more from my personal mind because yeah. I'm not a specialist in politics. Um, however, I definitely believe that, you know, it, I'm, I'm in this field since 20, more than 20 years. And uh, I thought that already 10 years ago, this whole climate debate, debate was solved, that there is no debate anymore, that it's uh, common uh, knowledge, that it's a scientific solid base, that there is uh, global warming and that we have to change something. And then we had this president in the US and suddenly all these doubters and, uh, and uh, non-believers uh, came out again. And I saw that there is quite a big dispute still going on. I mean, we can talk about hours for that, but my, my, my short answer to, is, to is, this is that I still believe that 
there are still many people who are not really aware of what's going on and that we have to constantly keep up the informing those people and uh, telling about what we are doing and showing them what we, they are what they can do and especially in in, in finance and con and consumer goods uh, what their impact is so yeah i think you can't overvalue what Greta did what uh, fridays for futures is doing and how they kind of rattled the old white man settled boards of big companies mm -hmm. uh, i really think there you can't overestimate the change i mean yeah it's it's really big it's really big yeah so you would personally say that for someone who is maybe feeling um just a little bit brought down and a little discouraged that you would say that also in the world of like um investing and so on that there is a real noticeable shift also in in the mindset uh, of just overall about investing greener and being more conscious yes yes 100 percent, 100 percent. so Just imagine, like uh, one and a half years ago, uh, there on the biggest um, German fund fair, um, the executives of BlackRock, um, at the same time in the U.S. and also at their uh, booth in in Mannheim, they just said like BlackRock wants to go green, wants to be a major player in ESG investment. Mm -hmm. without Greta, without pressure from the street, without Fridays for Future and all the spillover pressure and, and all these discussions. And I mean, just imagine how, how many scientists um, in the, from the uh, climate scientists or from, from, from other social sciences uh, had airtime in television. With, without those pressure from the street and, and all starting with Greta, nothing could have happened. So mm -hmm. whoever is down and, and is not sure if his mission is really still on and if he's really successful, I can only say definitely it is. The impact you, you had as Fridays for Future and this whole movement, it can't be overestimated. It's really, really huge. Mm -hmm. And and the investment activities you're involved in, um, is there are is there a particular focus? For example, as you said before, renewable energy, maybe solar batteries, and um, something like that. Is there a specific focus that you have? Yeah, of course, renewable energy is the major focus still, as the uh, CO two emissions are still the paramount problem in the world, um, but. Also, we, we can invest in social uh, companies. And for example, this, this could be from um, a good education. So there are some stocks that uh, provide education, but it's also very important in the sectors of healthcare or clean water, for example, or green foods. So this is all three, all the three letters of ESG, that's environment, social and governance. Um, we have possibilities to invest and support um, those activities there. And as I said before, the 17 UN SDG goals are the basis of all our investments and um, renewable energy is, in my opinion, the most important factor in this 
but not the only one. And what exactly? Because, I mean, you are someone that is obviously very aware of all of this and who is very conscious and who has already um yeah just this awareness and is on this different path that is different than what is happening um just in what a lot of other investors do and people in finance but what would you tell a like a colleague to make them more sensible to this issue of investing in polluters and projects that are destructive to the environment wildlife people and realizing like this immense negative impact and um, the influence um, that people can have who are really involved with investing. Yeah, so I believe that more or less all of my colleagues are aware of the problem. They are aware of what's going on. But a fund manager until, let's say, two years ago was only expected to deliver good returns financially. Uh, with low risk and if he just keeps doing that he also has to take has to take care about ESG investments why because this whole ESG policy will influence the returns of the global financial markets so if the UN or the EU says that they want to go green and they want to stop burning fossil fuels, this will of course impact any investment in those areas. So looking only on financial performance, you have to consider ESG policies. On the other hand, I would say that just look out, people want green investments. And for that, please do not only rely on external rating agencies that more or less at the moment only can rate the big companies. You should mm-hmm. have own ESG know-how in-house and you should stock pick really green stocks. And there, there's really a big difference also. If we invest in those small cap stocks and so little equities and so little companies those are companies that grow strongly and that need capital so the usual companies we invest into do a capital increase like frequently each year so we have the optimal situation that money from the fund that customers gave us goes directly in a capital increase to a company that takes that money and invests in R&D, that means research and development, or let's say in a new building for the manufacturing of more solar modules or stuff like that. So and that's really impact them. And I believe that all money managers and fund managers should, should uh, have built up um, the, the knowledge in this area and should um, employ specialists in this area that they can really provide this uh, same approach that we are doing um, that we can really do it by ourselves and can make a stock picking um, investment decision on a single equity and and judge by ourselves what is green and what not. And for example, if, if you would say you would do have a 
heart to heart with somebody who's like the fund manager or an investor and it would be um, very personal and not from your professional point of view but what would you maybe tell um, a person like that to really wake them up something very personal like over a beer or something where you would say look man like we we really have to change this future and really change the way we we invest and everything how would you kind of try maybe to wake up a person make them a little more sensitive and responsive to this entire topic how how really these actions directly affect our planet and um push these these horrible projects if people still invest in them what would you tell a person like that Yeah, actually, um, if you sit down, one of those colleagues working for, let's say, a more conservative company that, that's still investing in those areas, actually, the dispute is not so big. Um, you know, fund managers, um, they process a lot of information each day. They have to be aware of what's going on in the world. And most also have some background in finance or even in, in, in sciences, nature sciences or, or Mars or stuff like that. So um, those people are very much aware of what's going on. And on a private basis, many people from those big companies agree on what has to be done and that the whole thing has to change and that green investments have to be the focus and that the bad investment shouldn't be made anymore in fossil fuels and other things. Mm -hmm. um, it's, 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 I think uh, it's a process that's going on and on a private basis, uh, most don't disagree and, and most would agree with our approach. Uh, I had these discussions before and, and then it's a question if those people can in those companies um, really enforce a change to the better or if they kind of just uh, drop out of the companies and start their own things. I've seen mm -hmm. this with a big, uh, with some big German investment companies already in the past. So I, I see there, there's some change going on. And um, on the other hand, um, there are people that say the change is not quick enough. Uh, I will do my own shop. That's mm -hmm. probably also what I then did, yeah. That's very interesting to hear. Okay, well, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I think this episode will de definitely give a lot of people um, a, a, some very new information. And uh, it's definitely very educational because I think this is an area that many people have uh, no idea about because um, many people, when, when they want to listen to things like these, they focus a lot on also just their daily sustainability and everything. But hearing about things like investing Uh, that really have uh, a major influence on on this world is very interesting. And I thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your opinions. Yeah, I, I thank you very much. And if I may have a last word to your audience, um, I would love to say the following. So I know that it can be very boring um, to um, take your time and uh, take care about this financial things, but Just imagine you're on the street protesting against a bad company and at the same time, years later, you discover that uh, your investments are in that exact company you just protested on the street. And uh, that, that is really not consequent. On the other hand, because we have uh, at the moment a zero interest rate environment, 
you you should all of you young people should consider investing in, in equities and stocks because also from a financial point of uh, view it's very important that you uh, just uh, think about those things and get edu educated in this financial area and so you can to do two things uh, at once on the one hand uh, look for your financial future and on the other hand uh, change the course of the economy yeah well thank you very much for that that it was definitely very eye-opening and i hope that it helped a lot of people to understand this a little better and i thank you very much for coming on thanks a lot stella bye thank you everybody for tuning in today if you enjoyed today's episode then feel free to leave me a review or follow me on whatever platform you're listening on or share with friends and family who might be interested now this episode shout out goes to aspiration bank their mission is to help you put your money where your values are meaning not funding fossil fuels or coal with your money if you want to know more about that the information is all in the description and as always if you want to know something about a specific topic then just leave me a dm on my instagram and i will make sure to record an episode per your requests thank you for listening in today have a great rest of your day